How would you describe your personality to a stranger? Would you tell them your MBTI? Would you tell them your astrological sign? Do you even know your MBTI or your astrological sign? Hi, I'm Maisie. I'm an INFJ, a Capricorn Sun, Taurus Moon, and a Cancer Rising. I'm David. I'm an ENFJ and a Leo. I'm Jen. I'm an ISTJ and an Aries. I'm Yubin. I'm an ENFJ and a Capricorn. And this is State of the Pod, where science meets society. Today, we're going to talk about the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, or MBTI, and astrology. We'll discuss the background and history of these two hot topics and provide our own insights and opinions. What is an ISFJ, or even an ENFP? What meaning do these four-letter combinations have, and why are we suddenly hearing about it everywhere? These people are referring to their personality type determined by a detailed assessment, the Myers-Briggs type indicator. Similar to how people use astrological signs, enneagrams, and even blood types as modes of comparing personality, the MBTI was designed to identify one's characteristics, strengths and weaknesses, as well as preferences. The questionnaire was created by Isabel Myers and her mother, Catherine Briggs, after receiving inspiration from Carl Jung and his theory of personality types. Young speculated that people experience the world using four functions, sensation, intuition, feeling, and thinking, which MBTI was built off of. With these results, Myers and Briggs believe that they could help people select occupations and career paths that would be most suitable for their personality types. Ultimately, these would allow them to lead healthier and happier lives. So what does this test ask you? The assessment includes a series of introspective questions to measure how one perceives the world and makes decisions. Each question is answered on a spectrum from strongly agree to strongly disagree. The first part of MBTI assesses extroversion versus introversion, which tests where people receive energy from, whether in social settings or by themselves. The second part assesses sensing versus intuition. Do you prefer to focus on the surface level of things or rather interpret and add meaning to them. The next pair of psychological preferences is based on how you process events or information. While sensing deals with physical reality and facts, intuition favors deeper, abstract meanings and concepts. Next is thinking versus feeling. Thinking types are logical and analytical, while feeling types rely more on emotions when making decisions. The last letter of the MBTI assesses how one interacts with the outside world, such as how one manages time. Judging people are planners with strict schedules, while perceiving people tend to be more spontaneous and flexible. Young stated that everyone exhibits both sides to a certain degree, but there's a usual preference for one or the other. Until today, the MBTI database is one of the most well-known and widely used psychological tools across the world. As it is experiencing a huge growth in popularity, it has been continuously updated based on studies by trained psychologists and researchers. Overall, MBTI serves as an assessment that provides a consistent and valuable reporting experience for all respondents. So what is astrology? 
We could say that astrology is the study of the positions of celestial bodies in order to interpret or divine human and personal affairs, events, and phenomena. However, there doesn't seem to be one solid definition since studies of astrology vary. There is no one true origin of astrology. It has been widespread since ancient times. Astrology was prevalent in ancient Greece, Babylon, Egypt, and China, among other places. So, who believes in astrology and why? In an article published by the Journal for the Scientific Study of Religion, Robert Withnow determines that there is widespread causal interest in astrology, but significantly less people have strong belief in it. The article also suggests that there is a stronger belief in astrology among more socially marginal groups. There are different theories suggesting those who believe in astrology are less religious. There is also a history of astrology and counterculture contributing to the idea that astrology is for hippies. Everyone has their reasons for believing in astrology or not. Olivia Waxman writes one of the psychological phenomenon of self-selection that allows us to interpret different aspects of our lives in a positive and hopeful way through the lens of astrology. The mainstream Western view of astrology is narrow. The beliefs vary significantly throughout the world. Considering the rich history and lasting popularity of astrology, what makes it so appealing? What makes people gravitate towards MBTI or astrology? I'd say I'm neutral MBTI and very much pro-astrology. I'm pro-MBTI and I'd say I'm anti-astrology. I'd say I'm also pro-MBTI except I'm super duper pro-MBTI and also very, very much anti-astrology. I am pro-MBTI but against astrology. So why do you guys like MBTI so much? I guess I can go first since I'm super duper pro MBTI. The main reason why I love MBTI is because even though pseudoscience, it scientifically covers all aspects of a personality, starting from where you gain energy, starting with like extroversion versus introversion, to like how many how you manage your time, um, judging versus uh, prospecting. I think that's what makes me really into MBTI. Any other reasons you guys like MBTI so much? <clears throat> from what I've heard from my friends, it seems like they have always had consistent tests. Like, I've never heard personally of my friends taking a test and then retaking it later for a class or something and then having a different result come out. So I feel like MBTI is relatively reliable and you get pretty consistent results. So I feel like that says something about MBTI. I also agree with that and think that the MBTI covers a broad spectrum of questions that can cover various characteristics um, for you as a person. Um, and also your results for the MBTI don't necessarily have to be the same every single time you take it. And it is also like meant to change. So there's several like professionals in the field, psychologists and researchers that are constantly updating the test and it's meant to show your development as a person as well. Yeah. So just to add on to that, I think 
this is why it's such a good tool to assess your personality. And in my like in my life, I've had I've seen like similarities within like people who have the same MBTI as as me. Uh, even though it's a spectrum, I do see that people with the same MBTI as me have similar traits and uh, qualities. Um, and I think the MBTI really categorizes people effectively. Yeah. So Macy, why are you pro-astrology? Or well, before that, why are you neutral to MBTI? Do you see right. any cons? Yeah, I guess you guys kind of went over it. I guess why I'm not super pro-MBTI. Well, one, I don't know a lot about it. Uh, and while I do feel like when I read my INFJ like score, um, that it's pretty accurate, but I feel like every time I take the test, I get a different result. Uh, but like David said, that it is meant to show your development over time and your personality does change over time. So I do see the value in it. I just think I don't know enough about it to be pro MBTI. I just don't care much about it. Mm. Fair enough. I think another big con for MBTI is that it lacks objectivity because you're the one assessing yourself. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I wanted to be portrayed as a certain type of a person. I wanted to be more emotional, uh, which is the F quality, the feeling quality versus the thinking. So when I took that, took the MBTI test during that time, I got ISFJ. Um, but that was because I was assessing myself um, as someone who I wanted to be instead of who how I actually act and behave. So yeah, I think that's the biggest con for the MBTI. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely self-prescribed and if you know the options ahead of time, you can sort of play it how you want. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that kind of makes it a con for me. I definitely agree with with what Jen said about how it's based on your perception of yourself and not what other people think about you. But on the other hand, I also believe that MBTI is still a little bit more reliable than astrology or other sources of um, determining your personality type because it's not predetermined. It's what you use to assess yourself um, and not something that happens by chance. Totally agree that, which is why I'm so anti-astrology. It's because it's the concept of the self-fulfilling prophecy where you are destined to be this one type of person or personality. And I feel like all the categories of astrology, they're all so vague that I can fit into any of them. Or I, either I don't fit into any of them. So, yeah. That's my stance. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get that. And I think that's a big view of people that don't like astrology. I'd say, yeah, definitely like the Western, like mainstream view of astrology is the 12 sun signs. And then the Western main view, mainstream view of like horoscopes would be, oh, this week, all Capricorns are going to like have luck in their like profession or like get a raise something like that um and i definitely think one a lot of horoscopes are very vague and can fit anyone uh and two uh it is 
far-fetched and also just if you think one-twelfth of like the human population is all going to be the same obviously that's not going to be the case so when you look at astrology it's more of the study of where all of the or not all of the celestial bodies but a lot of different celestial bodies are in the position of where you are when you're born so that's like your birth chart and um also in their like relative position to where you are now so that would be your horoscope uh at like that particular time so i don't know so that in that case it'd be different for everyone so if say you were born where were you born jen i was born in seoul south korea okay so (laughs) say you were born in seoul march 25th and i was born in cleveland ohio even if i was born march 25th the planets and the sun would be in completely different relative or maybe not the planets i don't know astronomy all like that but the sun would be in a different position to us relatively if we were born on the same day at the same time but in two different places of the world so i i guess that part is like what interests me um i feel like the sun sign is honestly the least important part of your astrology birth chart but it's also the part that everyone knows that's really interesting i actually hadn't thought of like how the logistics of astrology doesn't really make sense when you're talking about the like one twelfth chance thing but also i feel like there's a tendency for people to rely on astrology more when they're going through like a dramatic event and i feel like astrology in general sometimes is kind of dramatic as well um which goes to show like i don't think everyone at a certain time like this week or whatever is gonna go through like a bad event in their life um so i just feel like it's more likely that people want to gravitate towards like something that's going to tell them how their week is going to go when they are having a bad day or something i can definitely understand where even is coming from because I do agree that a lot of people drift towards it in order to validate their emotional highs and lows. Um, but I also agree with what Jen said earlier about the self-fulfilling prophecy. When people look at their horoscope or refer to it, um, they read it and then form expectations for themselves. And with those expectations, that becomes a reality because they adjust their behavior in order to match that. So I feel like when they read those horoscopes, it is like in one way like fulfilling it for yourself. Yeah, I completely get that, and I think to a, to a degree, it's 100% correct. Uh, I think that's a big thing of why people gravitate towards astrology, the idea of self-selection. I think that's what it's mm-hmm. called. Yeah, I so. so. I'll let me check. I think it's called self-selection. Self- mm-hmm. Self-selection. Um, people do want to be validated in their feelings, and they do want a positive outlook on their life events or what's going on with them and I think astrology is a very like powerful and also has like a long history so people sort of trust it just automatically uh but I do think that it's pretty valid in that people would always seek a way to look at their life in a positive way and sort of understand what's happening to them uh and it's just one of the ways that people look at it like that Macy I'm just curious do you have any examples of how your how you how your astrology sign like fit into your real life 
Sure. <laughs> so, like I said, my sun sign is a Capricorn, and somehow people can always guess that I'm a Capricorn. I think I am, like, a very stereotypical Capricorn. My sister is also a Capricorn, and we have always been told that we're very much alike. Uh, <laughs> and it might honestly just have to be with, like, how I grew up and, like, my family's views and stuff. But I would say stereotypes for a Capricorn is that they're very hardworking, uh, that we can be pretty boring, which I agree with. I think I'm boring, but I think I'm hardworking. Another thing is they're obsessed with success and money, which I don't think is like me at all. Uh, but then I realized, like, I do work really hard. I have, like, two jobs right now, and, like, I do want to save money. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, maybe that's true. But also, I don't hold myself to a certain standard just because I was born at a certain time. Like, if I see something in my description of a Capricorn that doesn't fit for me, I'll be, I'll be quick to be like, oh, that's inaccurate for me personally. Um, but like I said, for, like, the rising sign well I didn't say it yet okay so the rising sign changes every I think it's four hours so that's your sign that's honestly like probably if you believe in astrology closest to like who you are as a person um and that will change obviously if you have the same birthday as someone but they're born like four hours after you you'll have different rising signs so my rising sign is like cancer cancer ascendant cancer rising um and I guess the freakiest part for me is people, some astrologers say that it has a bearing on your appearance. And I've heard Capricorn Risings described, so the, no, Cancer Risings, sorry. Uh, cancer Risings described as, so the moon is what rules Cancer as a sign. And they're like, you have very like moon-like appearance. You have very like round features, big cheeks, big eyes, stuff like that. And I would ask someone, like, what's, like, if you look at me, what's, like, the first thing that you, like, see? And it's always, like, cheeks or eyes. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and also something really random. I saw a TikTok that was, like, if, you're, <laughs> if your moon sign is a Taurus, which mine is, you likely have a lot of head and neck problems. And I'm someone that has had multiple concussions. And, like, my neck is always messed up. And, yeah, it's freaky. But also... I always keep in mind, like, there is obviously a chance that all this could be coincidental. I'm not going to yeah. put all my, like, eggs in one basket, so to say. And obviously there's also always a chance astrology is real or not. It's just a choice to believe in it or not. And I personally choose to believe in it. Just sound. I also have neck problems. <laughs> but I don't think I'm a cancer moon sign. So. Right. But that goes the same with um, the MBTI results. Um, I think both MBTI and astrology, it's a way for people to categorize their personalities. And I think that's what people really like these days. Um, so both have pros and cons. Yeah. yeah. I would say that one difference, though, between astrology and MBTI is that astrology, I feel like, Macy, you were talking about how you saw something on TikTok. So I've also read stuff about horoscopes and astrology on Cosmopolitan and Instagram. And and I'm a Capricorn too. So I feel like there are qualities that are covered, different qualities that are covered on different sources. And that's also confusing to me. At least for MBTI though, I feel like 
the description of ENFJ for me is pretty consistent wherever I I access it. Yeah. So I would say that's like one difference between being yeah. Italian astrology. I think that's a good point. I also think, yeah, astrology is part of practiced by astrologers and they're all going to have their own takes on things. Uh, and also it probably goes back to the idea that there are different studies of astrology and it comes from different origins. So there's never going to be like one specific thing, whereas MBTI was created by two people with a certain idea. And even though it is being updated regularly, it is like a much more narrow thing than astrology. But yeah, I agree with Jen. I think people are always going to want a way to categorize themselves or understand themselves in a certain way. And I think both are ways to do that. And it's appealing to a lot of people. Yeah. So who's right? After discussing MBTI and astrology, we know that there's definitely differences between the two. And surprisingly, aside from these differences, it's actually said that MBTI and astrology are correlated. For instance, fire and air signs are said to be extroverted, while water and earth signs are more introverted. While some claim that there is no scientific proof or value to these forms of categorization, they are still appealing to many around the world because it brings insight to their habits, preferences, and traits. In the end, there is one thing for sure. These have served to initiate conversations and foster camaraderie through how we relate and work with each other.